Hello, hello, and welcome to another podcast episode. Today, we're going to be digging into goals and objectives, because there's something that we hear a lot about as teachers, but do you actually know the difference between the two? Most of us would probably say, oh yeah, sure. But then if we were asked to define and differentiate between the two, explaining the differences, the task would be a little bit trickier. So in this podcast episode, I want to define each one specifically, discuss the five major differences between the two, determine how you can create a clear action plan that will set you up for success, discern whether or not you are progressing at the appropriate pace and in the right direction, and tell you how All of this relates to teaching, leaving teaching, opening a TPT shop, and even becoming an entrepreneur. So if you're ready, let's do it. Welcome to the Classroom Exit Strategies podcast, a podcast for teachers who are thinking about leaving the classroom or starting a side hustle to grow into a self-sustaining business. My name is Jennifer Holt, and I'm here to provide you with strategic action steps designed to help you leave the classroom on your terms. The difference between goals and objectives. So let's begin with defining what goals are. Merriam-Webster defines a goal as the end toward which effort is directed, an aim or a desired result. Now, based on that definition, it makes sense to think of a goal as the finish line in a race. In a perfect world, each and every day, we get closer and closer to that finish line. Then one fateful day, we finally cross that long-awaited finish line and finally feel successful. Cue the slow motion camera footage, play chariots of fire, and roll the end credits. Oh, but if only it was that simple. You see, somewhere along the way, we learned enough about goal setting to determine that it was something we should be doing. So we started running in pursuit of that finish line. But very quickly, we found ourselves taking shortcuts that put us on dead-end paths, attempting to decipher confusing signs that sent us in the wrong direction, and encountering other racers who made it look so easy while we are literally dying as we pushed on. So where's the disconnect? Well, the biggest problem is that goals tend to be those big pie-in-the-sky ideas we have that we might say out loud once in our lives and then quickly go completely contrary to in our daily decisions. They're such abstract concepts that we don't even really know what to do with them. So often we just consider them whims or even emotions. Now let me give you a few examples. Here are some business goals. Make more money. Be more productive. Some company goals. Increase overall profit. And decrease employee absences. Here are some teaching goals. Be a better teacher, stay positive, leave the classroom. Now, I think we would all agree that there's really nothing wrong with any of these goals. In fact, most of us would probably even go so far as to say they're actually great goals. But the real question is, how do you measure things like more, being, and staying? They're all verbs, but they aren't very action-oriented or dynamic for the most part. They're actually fairly static. So then how do we go from floundering goal-setting to achieving thriving success. Well, that's where the objective comes into play. So what is an objective? Merriam-Webster defines an objective as the end toward which effort is directed, an aim, goal, or end of action. Now, upon first glance, the words goal and objective seem to be fairly synonymous. There is one small word that makes all the difference, that little word action. You see, the main difference between goals and objectives are specific actions. So to make a goal achievable, it needs to have measurable objectives attached to it. Now, let's look at those previous examples of goals, but this time, let's see how that goal might look with objectives attached to it. 
business goal, be more productive, objectives, set up specific standard operating procedures, train team members on how to follow the SOPs, company goal, increase overall profit, objectives, itemize expenditures in each department, analyze results monthly, and allocate funds accordingly, teaching goal, leave the classroom, objectives, create a budget to determine living expenses, begin researching jobs outside the classroom. While the overarching difference between goals and objectives is that action, there are actually five major differences that will give us a little more clarity on the matter. Number one, general versus specific. As we think through our goals, we view them as a broad statement of what we want in the big picture. Objectives, on the other hand, are super specific and relate right back to that overall goal we're striving to accomplish. Looking at our previous examples, our business goal of becoming more productive was really general. But once we added the two measurable objectives, it became super specific. Number two, long-term versus short-term. While goals can be more long-term or short-term, in this particular context, goals are more forward-thinking and future-oriented, while objectives are those strategic action steps you're going to take now in the present to achieve that goal. Number three, what versus how. As you think of your goals from the bird's-eye view, you're considering what you hope to accomplish in your business, life, or career. The objectives, on the other hand, are all the important parts of your roadmap for how you plan to get there. Looking at our company goal of increasing overall profit, it's easy to see what we hope to accomplish. However, it was through the specific objectives of itemizing expenditures and analyzing the data that we determine how to achieve that specific goal. Number four, fuzzy versus clear. The interesting thing about a broad goal is that it makes total sense to you in the moment. But when someone asks you questions about how you set goals or how you plan to achieve an ultimate goal, you have trouble defining it. That's because it's a little fuzzy and all the details aren't super clear to you just yet. Objectives, on the other hand, are the exact opposite. Clear objectives result from digging into specific goals and breaking down each step you need to take in order to achieve the desired results. Number five, want to versus will do. Ah, the age-old struggle. Every one of us talks about different want to's. We want to leave the classroom, we want to start a TPT shop, we want to make more money, we want to be a better mom. The list goes on forever, filled with empty want-tos. But the truth is, those want-tos are only as good as the will-dos backing them up. You see, our life goals, project goals, or even individual goals will only come into fruition if we take measurable steps to see them through. To achieve our main goal, we need to have each objective stepping stone strategically placed in line. So that just leaves one looming question. How do we create strategic goals and effective objectives? At this point, you know that each time you set a goal, you need to take very specific steps toward achieving that goal. And that's where SMART goals come into play. While the original creator of this particular goal-setting method is a little bit unclear, some evidence has indicated that Peter Drucker came up with the approach back in the 1950s. However, it wasn't until 1981 when George Duran, Arthur Miller, and James Cunningham wrote their article entitled, There's a Smart Way to Write Management Goals and Objectives, that the acronym began. The acronym SMART stands for goal 
goals that are specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely or time-bound. Since its official launch in the 1980s, it has become the gold standard by which we acknowledge individual achievement and business success. But a word of caution. As with any method for doing something, there will be those who embrace it saying it's the best way, while others will claim that it's the downfall of humanity as we know it. So don't be surprised if you read conflicting information on the internet about the viability of this particular approach to goals and objectives. Personally, I appreciate the smart goal setting method as a way to put legs on my goals in the form of action steps. It reminds me of the different things I need to consider as I develop my weekly, monthly, and quarterly goals in order to stay on the right path. But digging a little deeper into this approach, you want to make sure you have created goals that have action steps attached to them in the form of objectives. Make the goal specific and take the abstractness away by putting something concrete and measurable in its place. While it's super important to have lofty goals that are forward thinking, you want your objectives and action steps to be attainable. So for example, if you want to reach 50,000 monthly sessions on your blog in order to apply to the Mediavine ad network, your first goal needs to be to reach 1,000 sessions. Giving yourself attainable action steps will make the old adage, how do you eat an entire elephant? One bite at a time much more real in your life. And it will give you the quick wins you need to keep pressing on even during setbacks. Your goals also need to be relevant to you and what you hope to achieve as well as bound by a specific time constraint. We all work better with deadlines and knowing that you have a set deadline for each objective and goal will be the kick in the pants you need to get going. So how are you going to track your progress? Well, the greatest thing about understanding how to set goals and objectives is the fact that the process is repeatable. You don't have to reinvent the wheel every time you want to set a new goal. You simply rinse and repeat. But no matter how good you get at creating goals, you need to keep tabs on your progress. The frequency with which you check in on your progress is directly related to the personal goals you have set for yourself. Let's say you have a long-term goal to leave the classroom within the next five years. You probably don't need to do a daily check-in to make sure you're on track to meet that goal. That would be a bit excessive. However, you will want to set some short-term goals with specific objectives designed to help you accomplish the small and seemingly insignificant tasks that are going to be instrumental in you being able to leave the classroom within the next five years. Those short-term goals are going to be the specific targets you want to hit to ensure you're still working your way toward the final goal. You will probably only need to check in with how you're making strides toward achieving your desired outcome every month or even every quarter, but you definitely need to reflect on the process and assess how things are going. Now, all of the information that we've covered thus far is great, but it's only useful when you can apply it to your unique situation. So we're going to look at the basic flow first and then break down three different opportunities you might possibly encounter using the same process. Number one, start by brainstorming all of your big crazy goals. Write these down somewhere you will be able to access them as needed. Number two, take that goal and think about how to apply the SMART method to ensure you're on the right track as you craft specific objectives and action steps you need to complete in order to achieve that long-term goal. Number three, make sure you put a dead line on each objective so that you have a timeline within which to work. Then you simply do the same thing over and over again. Now let's see how this might look in a few real life situations. How to leave the classroom. Maybe you've decided you definitely want to leave the classroom. You have set the right goal for yourself, but now you're going to have to make some difficult decisions. The truth is a lot of people want to leave, but they have no clear path on exactly how they plan to achieve this goal. But that's why it's a good thing you aren't most people. You need to decide what measurable actions you're going to take to ensure you make this goal a reality. So number one, begin by brainstorming some general statements to get your mind open to all of the ambitious goals you have for yourself. Think of things like 
leave the classroom, create an updated resume, or even get a different job. Then take those important things you have listed and begin crafting specific tasks for yourself designed to help you achieve the long-term outcome you're seeking. Things like writing a resignation letter, determining how much money you need to make each month, or researching transferable skills. Then put a specific end date on each objective so that you have a hard and fast deadline in which to produce the outcome you desire. That way, the end result will be the finish line you designed for yourself. Starting a TPT shop. Maybe you think opening a Teachers Pay Teachers shop would be a good side hustle for you. If this is something you've thought about doing, but you've just never actually done it, now is the time. To start, you'll want to follow the same process as we did in the Leaving the Classroom example. Brainstorm your general intentions and possibly your general goal, which would be to start a TPT shop. Then number two, read my blog post entitled How to Sell on TPT, Three Things You Must Do First, and think about what types of new products you could create that would add value to the education world. Number three, print off your free brainstorming guide to help you craft a business plan that will get you started on the right foot. Number four, determine if you're willing to put in the hard work to achieve the final result you want. And number five, go for it becoming an entrepreneur. Maybe you're still in the classroom, but you find yourself thinking what it might be like to join the many former teachers turned business owners and become an entrepreneur. Well, first of all, I want to applaud your willingness to set an end goal that is audacious and exciting while simultaneously super scary and nerve wracking. Then I want to assure you that you can do this. So let's get a clear understanding of how your goal setting journey might look. Number one, brainstorm what entrepreneurial path you might want to take. Consider starting a blog, becoming an online teacher, opening an online shop, anything like that. Number two, determine the date you want your journey to officially begin by getting an estimate on a custom blog, applying to various online teaching platforms, or researching the best online shopping and marketplace platforms. Number three, begin to think about what your brand might be and determine how you might create brand awareness starting today. Number four, consider investing in a business coach who can design specific timeframes, help you set objectives, provide measurable targets, and make a significant difference in your single goal of becoming an entrepreneur. So here's the big takeaway. Goals and objectives work hand in hand to help you achieve everything you have ever imagined and hoped you might achieve. But those possibilities for your life, business, and or career are only possible if you're willing to put in the work. You have to take those important things you've listed and begin crafting specific tasks for yourself designed to help you achieve the long-term outcome you're seeking because that's the only way the end result will be the finish line you have envisioned for yourself. Friend, I know you can do it. And if you have any questions, hop over to Instagram and give me a follow and then drop into my DMs and let me know how I can help. And until next time, thanks for listening to the Classroom Exit Strategies podcast at happyteachermama.com. I'm your host, Jennifer Holt, and I look forward to serving you in the next episode.